Welcome to the Child Care Pro Circle Podcast, where we educate on topics that are directly related to the business of child care. Please enjoy the expertise of our special guests in an adult-friendly, relaxed atmosphere. Get ready to take away some useful gems, so feel free to take some notes. This podcast aims to help child care professionals leverage information to create processes, scale, and grow their businesses. I am your host, Spring C. Jackson, child care owner, best-selling author, speaker, and your Winner Circle child care consultant. Good evening, and I am so pleased to have my special guest, my newest super friend, Mr. Doug Fleming, on the show with us this evening. So I'm going to read Doug's bio, and then we will um, ask Mr. Fleming to tell us who he is and what it is he does in his own words. Doug Fleming is a retired 100% disabled Navy veteran. He retired from business within the federal and private sectors, civil and general construction. Doug spent 10 years as one of eight nationally elected board members of the Vet Force, the nation's largest and most successful veterans entrepreneurial organization, representing over 300 veteran service groups. With his help, Public Law 109-461 was coined the Vet First Act, which is a cornerstone of Vet Force success. Mr. Fleming is a newly published author. He is also a consultant to veterans groups and advocates. He is a growing podcaster with a mission to help others overcome trauma, PTSD, and child abuse, and a strong supporter of mental health wellness. Doug has been married for almost four decades, raised six children, and is enjoying nine grandchildren. Welcome, Mr. Fleming, and thank you for your time and for sharing your expertise and your gift with us. Well, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. We are happy to have you. So please tell us, in your own words, now we we read you up in your bio, told you, you know, told the listening audience a little bit about you, but in your own words, tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Well, I, I got to tell you that um, that bio you read makes me sound like uh, some kind of superstar. So maybe we ought to stick with that and and uh, and, and and you know, it's not ad lib. You did a great job with that. You made me sound like a hero, for goodness sake. Absolutely, you are a hero. Anybody that <laughs> serves in our military is a hero in our eyes because you enable us to. First of all, uh, you protect the borders and you enable us to continue to stay uh, as great a nation as we we are. And I say that I, I say that in all seriousness. And then there's an eyebrow raised. You can't see it though. So, <laughs> but in all in all seriousness, I, we do appreciate your service. Thank you so much. That's um, you know, I, I take it to heart when when I hear that, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So you are on this podcast because we had a phenomenal first talk, a conversation because. Um, I always kind of vet my people and make sure that has some 
meaningful value to the listening audience. And I really feel like what you've ventured into and what you have, as I would say, a call on your life is like so amazing. And so many people need to hear it. So you need to talk on as many podcasts, create your own podcast, whatever the case may be, so that more and more people kind of get this, what it is that you're doing. So tell us why you wrote the book, 2,442 Steps to Crazy, The Beginning. Well, um, plain and simple, I wrote it. Reluctantly, I, I, I have to say, um, after some deep, deep reflection and a lot of apprehension, um, I sat down and, and, and wrote it with the sole intent of helping others tell their story. It's a, it's a deep, deep personal story and personal journey. Um, and when you read it, you'll you'll get an understanding of what I mean by that. But I I came to the revelation that it was critical that I put my story and myself out there, so that others will will have the ability to come forward and talk about their trauma, especially their childhood trauma. As a as a veteran, as a disabled veteran. The, originally, I was going to focus on helping veterans, but as I started writing the story, I got locked into the the childhood, uh, my childhood, and uh, the whole book evolves around childhood trauma and the um, perseverance and the resilience and the hope and faith that I was um, locked into in, in a survival a deep survival mode, um, which, you know, from, from page one to the, to the final few words, um, you can read for yourself the, the struggle that I endured and writing the story, honestly, um, taught me the meaning of, of having uh, the meaning of, of telling your story, learning to talk about trauma because now that it's out there, I, I can feel the enormous weight lifting from me, mm-hmm. and the and the, the I guess the best part is the community that has come out in support and and um, uh, you know I, I don't want to say accolades but um, uh, support the show of support from the community from the uh, reviews on Amazon to the personal messages and more importantly uh, people are coming forward. And um, saying, uh, because you wrote your story, I'm able to talk about and then fill in the blanks. So I put myself out there. People have access to me on Facebook or on uh, email. And I talk with people. I talked with a veteran for an hour and a half yesterday. Deeply, deeply talked to him about his trauma and, and helping him move forward. So it's a little bit longer winded than I think you were hoping for. But um, oh, no. you know, that's, that's kind of the... Kind of a long, I guess, long-winded version of the answer. No, that's totally fine because I was going to ask you to kind of give us what the book was about. And you said that it's surrounding um, and the majority of it is pretty much highlighting your childhood trauma, which is that gives other people, like basically you writing the story gives other people the 
the wherewithal. I mean, it just allows them to be brave enough to share their story or tell their story. So if someone else can do it, they pretty much feel like someone else can do it, that I can tell my story or I could at least share what I've been through to, if nothing else, release it because people hold on to so much trauma, which is why I really feel like um, there are so many um, there's so much anxiety, there's so much depression, there's so much um, health issues, mental and physical, because people hold on to their trauma and they, they hide everything and they stuff everything and they try to suppress it or, or you know, just hope it'll go away when it's really eating at them. And people like you that would write something and say, this is what I've been through, are a godsend because it really takes a lot of bravery to do that. And it really says to people, well, if he can do it, then I can do it too. Yeah, I, I think you really touched on some things beautifully. Um, and I am grateful for uh, your words of both encouragement and um, and bravery, because I'm, I'm telling you, I did not want to do this. Um, like I said, I have a deep, deep spiritual faith. And that carried me through, and I leaned on it that all would be good if I told my story. Um, but you're, you're right though. You really are. The, the depression, the holding it in, um, it all weighs on you. And, and for me for decades and decades because of my refusal to talk about past trauma. And now that I'm, uh, now that I wrote the book and I'm talking about it, like I was, I had said a, a little bit ago, it's, it's, uh, it, I can feel the weight coming off of me it, it's no longer feels like shame or embarrassment or lack of you know I felt like I'm lack of something I, I'm not a whole person there's a there's a hundred words that um, that you could throw in there but it's 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 confusing um, to try and you know put the right words in play because it's so traumatic and I'll, I'll touch on one more thing that you, that you made before I stop with that one with that line was um, uh, um, the depression coupled with anxiety you're spot on if you don't talk about your trauma that is going to continue to fester mm-hmm. until it explodes and sooner or later it will explode if you don't talk about it Yep, in one way or another, it may explode, explode mentally, emotionally, um, physically on your body. Um, uh, it may cause you to like snap and do something, do some damage or hurt yourself or some or others. It may also do just physical damage where you. I mean, there's people that hurt themselves, but then there's people that. Um, are killing themselves slow with cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, food, um, just all kinds of ways that trauma actually just weighs on you slowly but slowly. Yeah, I, I call that suicide by sin. All right, there it is. Suicide by sin. I've, I've lost a lot of people to suicide mm-hmm. from, from what I suffer from. Yeah. A lot of them, especially veterans. But the other one is suicide by sin. You, you know what you're doing and you smoke, drink, abuse yourself to death because sometimes it's easier to just not face whatever it is that was the issue or the trauma and you somehow think you're doing yourself 
a better service by just ignoring it or hiding it or self-medicating so that you can just forget about it and it's going to go away and it never does. That's why I, I, I do everything I can to help people take that first step. And that's part of the reason the book is titled 2,442 Steps to Crazy, the beginning, is to, is to show people the first step and how many times in my, and again, this book is a series, and that's the first book in the series focusing on childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking that, you know, how hard it is for us to take that first step towards something that we're terrified with. Yeah. But once you take that first step, the world opens up for you. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree there. So we will take a pause right here. I want to thank the listeners for listening to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We want to take a quick break and recognize our sponsors. Child Care Pro Circle podcast is brought to you by Kingdom Kids Child Care. You're a star too, and not just baskets. Kingdom Kids Child Care is your child's home away from home experience, providing safe, quality care that won't break the budget. Your Star 2 jewelry and gifts are handmade items such as custom-made earrings, jewelry sets, and other handcrafted art pieces, personal items, to home decor. Not just baskets, are homemade baskets created to your exact specifications for any occasion. Birthdays, anniversaries, baby shower gifts, and custom designer baskets for men, women, and children. The book collaboration, Pearls, is a collection of advice and guidance for women who want to excel in various areas of their life, career, and business. In this engaging combination of intimate stories, thought-provoking guidance, strategic advice, and practical tips, 11 emerging leaders share pearls of wisdom. By the time you finish reading Pearls, you'll walk away with a collection of invisible pearl necklaces that will make you feel empowered. You will have a renewed sense of direction and confidence to face what's next for you. Order your copy of Pearls today. Welcome back. I'm Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. And we will continue the conversation with our guest, Mr. Doug Fleming. Now, I was going to ask you if the book was based on a true story, but you pretty much touched on that it is a true story. It is. Um, so unpack that a little bit, if you would. Does it just, you said something about it being, you know, the first um, portion, like the beginning. So it started in childhood. Can you touch on that? Can you touch on that a little bit? Of course. Of course. Um, it is a 100% uh, true story uh, from cover to cover. Um, some of the uh, some of the, the names in it are actual people like Gary Jackon um, and some others. There's those, those are real people who were who, whose stories became part of the story. Um, the Coach Perfect is a real person. His name wasn't Coach Perfect, but we gave him the name Coach Perfect. But it it shows what a person um, like your organization doing, you know, daycare and taking care of folks. Um, taking care of little ones. Well, you're, you're basically in, in my um, my eyes doing the same thing a coach would be doing, and that's 
helping show people a way forward. And in part of the story, Coach Perfect uh, helps not just me, but a team come together in a way that changed our lives. And it certainly changed my life. And to this day, I still value the lessons I learned from Coach Perfect. But the story is intended to be a series. Because um, again, when I when I started writing, I was trying to cram a whole lot into a into a story, and it just it just became too much. So looking at the childhood years in in, in the first book, and and then we'll move into the uh, to the older you know the uh, high school and military mm-hmm. time, and then keep moving it forward from there. But the intent is to keep everything very factual, extremely true. And very accurate. Because you do get people that will sugarcoat the story or not really say this or kind of cover up that because they don't want to either expose or kind of let people in on certain people or certain time frames or, you know, they're kind of trying to sugarcoat this or hide that. So it really the authentic the authenticness of the book or the information of the story is kind of watered down or, you know, it's not as authentic because they're trying to save face or save people or whatever. So it's good to hear that your book is actually a very true story and as true as it could possibly be because the more authentic and genuine you can be with people, um, and transparent that you can be, the more people know, like, and trust you and can see that, again, if he can go through these things, then I can get through the things that I've been through as well. So, Yes, ma'am. I, I think that's a, I think you articulated that well. Um, it is a very, uh, there are some very raw scenes. Um, and, and, it, and it, people tell me from the reviews and people who have talked to me, that they can literally feel the emotion by the author. They can sense it, and it feels to them like they are the young character, the main character in this book. They feel it. They sense it. They're, they're like It's like they're a fly on the wall watching it, mm-hmm. and the emotions that ring through them, they say are real. It's visceral. It sticks with them. I've had editors tell me that it's the most residual book they've ever read because of how long it stays with them after they've read it and it was a Mm -hmm. it's a page turner so you know it's hard to put down but the stories in it are vivid real and intended to tell the truth and in in essence shake the tree of people so that they can say okay so if this kid could survive this Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll be all right. Maybe I'll be all right. And if we can get people to to believe that, and I I pray that they will, because they can. If I can survive that, then they can survive what they're up against. And if they read the book, and they, you know, a lot of of people, we always want to compare our lives to others and so on. And that's one of the reasons I, I, I put so much raw emotion into it. And I, I, I apologize. I'm getting a little choked up 
Um, mm, you know, totally it, it's, it's still hard to talk about at times, but uh, absolutely because you know. it's your reality and it is trauma. And so, because you've elected to talk about it and you've elected to share and you've elected to use it to minister, does not mean that you're not affected, and it still isn't. Still doesn't have some of that raw emotion that you felt while going through it. Yes, ma'am. So definitely can understand that. And I, I feel like because it's so authentic and so raw and so real, it carries a certain spirit. Now, I'm super um, spiritual like yourself, believe in God, all the things. And I believe that, you know, people call it energy. I call it spirits. I, you know, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, but it has a certain feel because it's so raw, it's so true, it's so, you know, it carries those emotions. And so it sounds like it's going to be a story that lasts with or stays with people for a long time. And I feel like it's a God-inspired situation that you've embarked on where got you through all of that and then has really impressed upon you to write this story so that your story will help others. And so with all that being said, we're going to take another pause right here. And thank you for listening to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We're going to take a quick break for some inspiration. Do you remember the moment you decided this is the career for me? The moments that make you tear up with joy from the positive and memorable impact you have on children and their families. I absolutely do. A poem to childcare providers. A willing partner for working moms, she comforts, pampers, soothes, and calms. With all the love she has to share, she's great to have when mommy can't be there. She loves to rock a fussy child, corrects the one that gets too wild. She hears her share of tearful pleas and comforts those with skinned up knees. With little children, she plays games of peek. For bigger ones, it's hide and seek. She is an expert at each game, but somehow loses just the same. She helps them learn the alphabet and gives them hugs when they're upset. She gently tucks them in their beds and dreamland tales for sleepyheads. She is a true and trusted friend who helps them learn and play pretend. Although she's paid, it's plain to see. She serves them with a love that's free. Welcome back. I'm Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. And we will continue the conversation with our guest, Mr. Fleming. Um, so, Mr. Fleming, how long had you suffered in silence and what is it like to finally tell your story? I mean, you've talked about it a little bit, but kind of unpack that for the listeners. Well, Ms. Jackson, I got to tell you, this, this part's going to, going to catch you off guard and it's going to catch your listeners off guard. I'm almost 58 years old. Mm-hmm. I kept this entire story and there's a lot more to it, but everything that's in that book, I've been married for 35 years and I never said a single word to my wife. Never. So the first time she learned about 
what's in the book. My story is when the book was published wow. and I handed her a copy and prayed to the baby Jesus that she would not judge me. So I've kept it inside of me for my entire existence only to be revealed when the book was published. Wow. That is very... So when I say to people that it is my intent to help people talk about trauma, PTSD, childhood abuse, any form of neglect, hunger, starvation, I, I know the pain. I know the pain of of the abuse, the neglect, and I know the pain of not telling the story. So what does it feel like to finally actually tell the story? How does that, does that give you, I don't know, you've spoken a little bit about it, it kind of gives you some form of relief, some form of release. How does that really feel? Can you share with us like what that lifts off of them or what that lifts off of you that you would want other people to want other people that read your book to kind of hopefully be able to experience as well. Well, it is becoming one of the most relieving experiences I've ever encountered in my life. The 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 positive um, kindness from the community. And anybody who's read this and, and reached out or posted uh, comments and reviews on Amazon or, or reached out to me personally, um, I, I, I don't know what I imagined would happen. I imagined there would be judgment and condemnation and, you know, it would be the negative side. But the reality is telling my story has all been positive in this sense my, de- awesome. my depression my depression my anxiety all of those things that go along with trauma continue to decrease and to not return because i'm not i'm not wearing that noose around my neck any longer mm-hmm. that, is, that makes a lot of sense um just just helps for others to be able to listen to how much you sound as if it has been a release for you and you were able to let it go and you're able to continuously work through it because it's not just going to all go away. But it sounds like you can work through the trauma, work through the pain, and being able to tell your story will help others get through their story. Yeah, it, it, it's like um, like everything else in life. You have to keep working at it. You have to stay positive, and and you have to keep moving forward. I refuse to let any negativity creep around me because once I do, the the anxiety, the frustration, all of it starts mounting. So it's it's a lifelong endeavor, but I'm finding peace, and it is. Strange. If you've never experienced peace in your life, it's strange to to be dancing with it. But it is very enjoyable. I will tell you that. Right, because most people just feel as if 
one of the reasons why we hide things so much is because we feel like we're going to get judged. We feel like you, like you said, you handed your book to your wife after not mentioning anything that you'd gone through being married for so long and hoping that she wouldn't judge. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we refuse to put ourselves out there because we don't want to be judged. We don't want people to always think of what negativity may bring up in a person's mind about a situation that we've been through. And so it's totally understandable why people hide, run, you know, and really don't want to share any of their story or, you know, continue to have, oh, and the other part is continue to have to rehash it or relive it. But not realizing that when you release it, you're releasing so much of that emotion and, you know, all of the depression, the trauma, the, the you know, the acts, the whatever is going on inside of you if you are letting it go hold on to it you're holding on to all of the bad things but if you let it go then you're you're able to release those things and and possibly acquire some better things so it just it's just something that um is one of the reasons why we're grateful that people like you are brave enough to tell their story and will share with people so that they can see because basically people learn through example in repetition and so when you can be a pioneer for that particular type of example that is is just awesome because it however many people's lives your book will touch and in the series of books will touch is really going to be something amazing so I really hope you keep going. So so that I make the I really wanted to talk to you. I really feel like childhood trauma is something that is not spoken about enough. Um there was a long time in my life where I didn't even know child childhood trauma exist existed. You know, I just thought we were growing up, we just, you know, lived a hard not life, we did whatever we could. We, you know, now that I'm an adult, I know that pretty much a lot of families lived in survival mode. More often than not, um, especially lower income or poorer families, we lived in survivor mode. We did what we had to do. But there were a lot of things that happened to us that didn't necessarily have to. And we went through some things that has placed um, quite a bit of, you know, trauma on our lives, either knowingly or unknowingly. And I think there's a lot of people out there that don't don't know why they deal with some of the things that they deal with. Um, And so... So as we end up the, this episode, and um, just to put the spin back on the Child Care Pro Circle podcast, would you answer for me, how can talking about childhood trauma help child care business owners and the workers that care for children? Yeah, so one of the toughest things I've struggled with is the mental abuse. Physical abuse was something. The cruelty was something. But the... the the words, the mental piece, the you're you're good for nothing, you'll never amount to anything, you're a waste, all those horrible things that um, that are child abuse. Uh, as as child care providers, if you can see that, and and you can, you can feel it, you can see when a child comes in, and you can sense that something's not right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there's not, there's not a whole lot you can do about certain things. But when you sense that in a child, give them a hug. I was asked one time, if I could go back and talk to myself, what would I do? I said, I'd go back and give myself a hug. I'd give myself a hug. Because it was so, there was so little love in my life that I would go back and give myself a hug, look myself in the eye and say, look, man, you're going to be all right. Suck it up. Keep moving. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. So if, if you can look at the children that you're taking care of and tell them as much as you can, they're great. They're going to do great things. You know, when they screw up, hey, look, it's, look, we're going to get through this. Let's keep moving forward and give them hope. Inspire them. Tell them like Coach Perfect told me. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. And from the time he ingrained that into me, I never let it go. To this day, nobody can tell me I can't because he taught me that. That's what I would encourage you to, to do amongst your community. Hope, inspiration, faith. Awesome. And again, faith is not strictly a religious thing. There's a lot of different ways to have Absolutely. Absolutely. I would totally agree with that. Sometimes we get so caught up in the religious aspect of things, we forget that there's a spirituality that doesn't have anything to do with religion. And you have to have faith in yourself, not just faith in your master or maker, but you have to have that faith in you to be able to continue to move forward. And so you have to build that faith as well in yourself and you know, you just have to be able to believe that you can do anything. You can keep going. You're going to make it. You're going to, you know. And I was just talking to a lady. It's funny we were talking about this because I was just talking to a lady. I recorded her podcast episode last night, and we were talking about um, affirmations and positive affirmations for children and how I will now incorporate, there's a lady who wrote a book of childhood, child, care affirma- or child care affirmations book, and I'm going to go find it so that we can put that in our regular circle time. And then she mentioned to incorporate the mirrors so that not only are they just reciting something that they hear all the time, but they actually make a reference to themselves and they get to look at themselves in the mirror and say, I am loved, I am awesome, I am beautiful, I am, you know, all of those things, all of the encouraging, you know, words that they can say to themselves, and then look at themselves in the mirror, and just know that they're talking to them, which is, which is so much better than just saying it, so that's, that's pretty awesome. I really, if, I, if I may? Go ahead. I support that. 1,000 percent, because about five years ago, I started saying affirmations for the first time in my life, and I do it every morning, every night, and then sometimes during the day when things get tough. So I would strongly encourage you to, to, to move that along. It's critical to my healing. Absolutely, and we don't know how much it actually helps until it starts helping, and we... And we can start that early, having children um, be encouraged, even when, because I personally cater to lower-income families, and I know there are some struggles there, and, you know, the village isn't raising the whole family anymore, and, you know, all the things, so they need as much support. And so 
they may not be getting the the hugs and the I love yous and you're beautiful and those types of things. Like myself, when I was that young, I don't remember very many hugs from my mom. And my dad was never around. And so um, it's just imperative that there are some gap fillers. And I call myself the gap filler daycare, that, that we fill the gaps for families and for children in families that won't necessarily get that kind of home away from home experience. And sometimes away from home may be a little better than at home. And so if we can do that in support of whatever children that are in our care, that just will resonate with them and be that coach perfect for them at an even younger age. I don't know what, what age coach perfect was for you, but they will remember and they don't even have to remember us. They, if they just remember the things that were in, instilled in them and inflicted into and ingrained in them, you know, and pull that back out of their repertoire later, that would be amazing. Yeah, you're saying it beautifully. You really are. You're, you're nailing it. <laughs> awesome. So, Doug, I truly appreciate you taking the time to share all of this um, valuable information with the listening audience um, just being brave enough to tell your story and share with the world what your story is because you could have wrote, written the book and then just put it down, but there will be other parts of the story. It's a series of books. It will help so many more people. And I really thank God for the call on your life because your bravery and your obedience to writing this book in these books is going to help so many people and if nothing else for being on earth I always say that I want to make a mark and you're definitely making your mark and you will be remembered and you will be you know you will have done some things I mean sure you've already done some things but you have done you will have done even more things to touch the lives of people before you know you leave the earth or close your eyes for the last time, whichever, you know. And so I really, really hope you enjoyed being on the podcast because we certainly enjoyed you. Well, you're, you're so kind. I'm grateful for your kind words and, and, and they touched my heart. Thank you so much, Ms. Jackson. Thank you for um, hearing my story. And please, uh, on Amazon, under pen name of D. Paul Fleming, read the story. Okay, so that's that's my last last of the last thing that we ask. Um, so if you would please share another thing with us. How can our listeners contact and support you? So the the shortest path for the book it's uh, paperback twenty bucks on Amazon.com. Just go to Amazon.com and it, the author's name is D. Paul Fleming. It's me. And name is 2,442 Steps to Crazy. If you, if you want to tell somebody your story, reach out to me at blackhawkbooks.com or you can find me on Facebook at D. Paul Fleming. Tell me your story. If you need someone to talk to, if you need someone to listen, if you need someone to put your story in front of, I'm all ears and I'm happy to listen. Keep the faith. Keep moving forward. Awesome. Thank you so much one last time. And we appreciate you being on. And we appreciate you having the bravery to tell your story so that it will touch the lives of others. Thank you so much and have a good night. 
I want to personally thank you for taking the time to tune in to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We truly hope that the information shared in this episode has enlightened, inspired, or encouraged you to take action in some area of your business. ChildcareProCircle.com is where you will be able to find all of the podcast episodes. They are also posted weekly in our Facebook community, Circle Time with Spring C. Jackson. Services I offer, products, and opportunities to request me to speak to your community, including all of my social media platforms and so much more, can be found on the website, SpringCJackson.com. For the continued success of your child care, I welcome you to join the Winner Circle.